Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, Joe Watt is here at Cause Talk Radio, and I want to welcome my co-host, Megan Strand. Hey Megan, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm excited about today's show. We're talking about my favorite thing in the whole world. Actually, two of my favorite things, but I'm going to mention the first one first, Starbucks. We're talking about the new Starbucks Upstanders program, and the person on the line I think is incredibly positioned to talk about this, Megan, and it's Russ Bachman who's CEO of Fusion Spark Media, and they specialize in purpose-focused content marketing. Hey, Russ, how's it going? It's going great. How are you guys? Good. Thanks so much awesome. for being on the show. And is it Russ, or should I call you Russell? Uh, you know, either one, but let's go with Russell. Okay, because sometimes I call Megan Meg, and I just got to call her Megan, you know, <laughs> right? And we'll just call you Joe. If that's right. You can just call me we'll whatever call you, you want. Dr. J. That's right. I have five other brothers. I respond to other names, too. <laughs> but Russ, before we talk about Starbucks today, well, first of all, let's do this, Russ. It's been a little while since we had you on the show. Okay. Why don't we? Why don't we take a minute to talk a little bit about uh, Fusion Spock Media and tell us briefly what you folks do? And I think you're you're somewhere in the country, located next to Megan, right, in Washington. I'm um, I'm just north of Seattle on Whidbey Island in a little town called Langley. So it's about an hour and 15 minutes into Seattle, including a ferry ride. That's great. And you guys specialize in cause content. Yes. And, you know, what's interesting about it is that the origins of our business um, back in 1999, 2000 timeframe um, happened through a project in which we had Epson as the brand sponsor mm-hmm. uh, and the project, which was called One World Journeys, involved, you know, truly uh, real Real storytelling. It was live from the field uh, web documentary storytelling. And each of our expeditions was actually uh, partnered. Most of them were partnered with a nonprofit. So we had a brand sponsor, Epson, and we partnered with some with with nonprofits such as the Nature Conservancy. And we began to see immediately in 2000, 2001, uh, what happened when you had that that team, so to speak, uh, come together. There was great brand awareness, um, even product awareness that was generated for Epson. And then we had very specific outcomes from our expeditions that were actually um, measurable. Uh, A project with the Nature Conservancy, we came, the report that came back to them was it it helped raise significant funds for a specific project. Uh, Another project helped um, influence the creation of of a new national monument down in the Sonoran Desert and so on. So we recognized very early on with that work what the power of, you know, let's just say cause-related storytelling on, on the Internet was was at that time and what it was going to be. And for me, the fascinating thing to look at is that if you look at the documentation that we created back then and you overlay the best practices of content marketing today – it's like it's almost like they, they they were written right on top of each other. Um, 
it's a it's a, there's like a one to one correlation between best practices today and what we were doing back then. Well, and um, speaking speaking of yeah. best practices, I want to just put a little plug because Russell did a webinar for Cause Marketing Forum not too long ago. Oh, yeah, that was that's all right. about um, content and cause and the best ways to put some of this stuff together. So we can link to that in the show notes. But um, sorry cool. to interrupt, Russell, but that was such great great stuff. So it, it sounds like you've been doing this for a a long time, which is fantastic. And one of the things that I know we wanted to talk about today too, was sort of this intersection of content marketing. But to talk about that, you just came back from content marketing. So lucky. World, right? I was just go, but you were there and you were presenting and you were like one of the big guys. So that's right. That's right. And there was was a ton of people there this year. I mean, they always get a great crowd. I mean, I want Joe Polizzi to adopt me. So I can go every year for free. What do you think about that? Yeah, get in line. Get me in line. But um, I heard great things about your presentation. And, you know, we'd love to hear about that, too, in the context of what we're also going to be talking about with an upstander today, uh, Russ. But uh, first of all, what what were your impressions of uh, content marketing world this year? Well, so this was the sixth year of content marketing world, and I've been in attendance every year um, and and as a speaker or presenter or, or workshop leader. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see to see content marketing as a practice mature sort of through the lens of that experience. In the first few years, it was all about, you know, what is content marketing? And, and there's been a lot of emphasis on the past in the past couple of years. Um, not uh, on not just sort of the practices, but also the tools and the technology. And 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 then last year, especially from that that vector that or that background experience I just you know gave to you last year for the first time, I gave a presentation in which I started talking about the idea of what is our purpose being one of the strongest. Um, questions that somebody can ask in a content strategy in the beginning of the content strategy phase. Now, I gave that presentation last year. It was a pretty full room. You know, it was over 400 people. And, you know, I got I got a warm response and I got really, you know, I looked at the evaluation and the evaluation remarks were great. And I was invited back to speak on this topic again, topic again. And I think, you know, what's really relevant to this conversation today is that Something has changed in the past year. Hmm. I don't know what it is. It could yep. be the current politics. Um, it just could be sort of the level of maturity that this 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 approach is is reaching. But the the reaction to my purpose focused content marketing presentation this year was vastly different than one year ago. People. Uh, I, I had with with one of the the examples that I showed a very moving um, video, uh, you know, people a little bit weepy in the in the <laughs> in the in the room, mm-hmm. and it's not like my goal was to make people cry, but all you hear, you know, in content marketing, this, that, and the other is, oh, the power of emotion, you know, generating storytelling. Well, maybe people are really starting to recognize that emotion generating storytelling is not really like just a fancy way of, of like talking about your, your, your company or your brand's products and services. Maybe it really is talking about content that matters to people. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, I think that's the chord that we struck this year that really resonated with people. What else was happening at content marketing world? Like what are the, what are the trends that you picked up on that you are now sort of layering your filter of cause over? Like, what did you hear that you were like, Oh, I need to figure out how to integrate that. Or I know how we're already integrating that in, in cause. Yeah. 
One of the one of the things now is, you know, is the concern, actually, um, and it's a very real concern. How do people break through the noise? Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the good news is that brands and nonprofits, et cetera, are embracing content and content marketing. The bad news is there's a bunch of junk out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's and just so a lot of content. I mean – there, 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 there's, there's, there is a, um, yeah, I mean, there's far more than there is demand. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's increasing every day. Mm-hmm. So, so the question is, you know, how do you, how, how do you in this context break through? And, and for me, that answer, and, and, and Megan, this was a theme that other presenters, uh, some of the keynote presenters and others were touching upon. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, there was a, a very strong undercurrent that la- at content marketing this year of, okay, we now have to take it to the next level. Um, we now have to, as I was saying, um, you do start understanding and figuring out how to make content that matters to people's lives. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so it was, it was just really convenient that that was like the name of my presentation and (laughs) talking about purpose, but that was like the undercurrent of, of how you make content that matters. And, um, and, and that, you know, is Joe, you know, the basis of, of, you know, this, this conversation today, you know, mm-hmm. or the trigger for it had to do with that upstanders project that Starbucks is, mm-hmm. is doing. And I know we'll come back to that, mm-hmm. but that's like a really interesting example of brands, um, actually like stepping into things or issues or, uh, that, that matter to people with meaningful content. And, and it certainly is a way to insert when you're looking at this from, you know, purely a business development filter, it certainly is a way of inserting your brand into sort of the buyer's journey and the funnel and so forth and so on, certainly at the awareness generating mm-hmm. uh, stage. Mm-hmm. And then also um, at, at sort of the end of the, the process, after people have you know purchased or bought a product or service in the word of mouth phase. That's right. And um, that's where I think this purpose focused content actually performs really well because you can focus on what I call greater good value content, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that is really truly um, inspiring and emotion generating storytelling. There's an other question, uh, other answer to the, what is our purpose question? That's more of a a practical value content. And that's where a lot of focus in content marketing and inbound marketing has been. It's being like at the right place at the right time, with educational and, and, and instructional content. That's why you see the blogs, you know, very much like the type of thing that even cause marketing forum might do, you know, right. five ways to use content marketing to advance, uh, you know, uh, cause marketing or whatever. Right. You know, there's and, a lot of that instructional content that answers that question was our purpose. Our purpose is to be the most informative educational. Now it's time to, to uh, essentially you know, raise the bar and achieve that next level, which is that greater good purpose content. And I, you know, one of the big things I have to you have to remember, I think uh, Russell and Megan too, is that purpose is bigger than cause. You know, so you know the. And I mean, even in the context of the Upstander uh, program from Starbucks, in the sense like it's not totally cause related, in the sense that it's focused on the leadership of of Starbucks in terms of saying that this country can be better than what we are right now. Um, you know, that, and that ties into something that, you know, we I, I don't think that I've I've told you yet. I think Megan may be aware of this, but 
Um, April of this year, Fusion Spark Media became a certified B Corporation. Certified B Corps are companies that believe in the power of business as a force for good, mm-hmm. uh, as well as being a force for profit and, and, and so forth and so on. And the, and the importance of, of sharing that is that, you know, purpose isn't like a label that you can just stick on to your brand. Um, you, you can't just stick it onto your product or your service. It's got to actually be embedded at a cultural level. It's got to be embedded at a DNA level. That's why, for example, I think Upstanders and, and Starbucks, as big of a corporation as they are, they do have a track record already of of um, sort of uh, embracing at a cult, you know, corporate cultural level um, things surrounding cause and giving back and, and so on. Right. Um, any, any brand that starts to step into, let's say, purpose-focused content marketing um, that, that isn't prepared to show how that represents their culture will trip and fall in this regard. And I think it's so important, too, that what we see is that Starbucks' purpose is something that flows through the different cause initiatives. And, you know, I actually wrote something last year, and I'll include it in the show notes, you know, talking about the Starbucks Guide to Cutting Edge Cause Marketing, in the sense their leadership in a lot of different areas. But this comes from a different place than someone who's just interested in transactional cause marketing or register programs, donation boxes. They have a high a purpose, something that they're shooting for. Well, and I would even say they probably aren't looking at this as cause marketing. Like, I think they would rebel and disagree that this this is cause marketing at all. But it is interesting. And I didn't realize originally that part of the reason that they've come up with this campaign, Upstanders, is to bring Americans together during the election season. Mm-hmm. So it's very Howard Schultz-ish to, you know, pre- present a contrary position and use Starbucks as a way to do it. Now, sometimes that's fallen flat. We talked about right. their race together or whatever the campaign was where they were trying to get people to talk about race relations while they were ordering their coffee. But um, but yeah, it's interesting. So I, I want to talk a little bit about this campaign. Can we, can we do that? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So just to give a little bit of a backdrop, I don't know that we've done that yet, but basically... We keep talking about this as, as content marketing, but what it is is a series of podcasts and stories and videos where they are talking about somebody who is facing great adversity um, and injustice and their story of how they've come out on the other side. And I watched a couple of these in preparation for this episode, and I was literally in tears on some of them. I mean, that's very, very powerful mm. stories. I know Joe watched something about which ones did you watch? Joe? I watched the, the they had one on uh, warrior workouts, which was really kind of interesting in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, you know, getting people that have been injured in Afghanistan or Iraq and getting them back out there, even though they're missing arms and legs. And in, in one instance, too, one person they profiled was missing both arms and legs. And, wow. you know, they still had them out there doing things and working out. And uh, the other thing I watched, too, was a more empathetic uh police academy and talking about how they're and it sounds like a lot of these stories too are happening in your area uh russell and megan uh Mm. you know and that's what i loved about these stories too is you know they're really profiling super local yeah super local and stuff like that and how they're training people in the police video uh teaching cops uh to be less warriors and more guardians of the community yeah, and I watched a couple of the kids who killed an incinerator about these kids in Michigan. Was it Michigan? No, Maryland, who shut down this proposed incinerator plant. And then this one called Scholarships for Every Student. So as you can tell, there's lots of diversity in 
what they're presenting in terms of pushing this content forward. But you don't see Howard Schultz in the videos. You don't no, see Starbucks. You don't see Starbucks. So- That's right. Well, you know what I liked about them too, uh, Megan and Russell, is I love that they were relatively short stories too. I mean, you were looking at uh, both videos I watched were a couple no minutes. Long- yeah, there were six. Well, the ones I watched was six minutes. 60 seconds. And, and oh, I, six, minutes. six minutes. And I thought, wow, this is a great length. And it really gave the time that was needed. Because, you know, so often people talk about the power of length, even when it comes to video. And it's like a lot of times you, you see that 20 minute button or more come up about how long something and you're like, oh, <laughs> come on, it. speed it up here. Uh, you know, so, I mean, to watch these videos and to get a great story in just a few minutes is really powerful. So, Russell, talk a little yeah. bit about why you think this works. Why is this working for Starbucks? Is, is it working for Starbucks or is it just Joe and I watching these videos? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I believe I mean, this, you know, uh, was first shared. Actually, Joe Polizzi sent uh, a link to me right after um, Content Marketing World, he sent me an email saying, hey, you know, you need to check this out. And Joe Polizzi loved it. You know, Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose, I mean, they were talking about it on the podcast, This Old Marketing, and Joe was really impressed by it. Here's what I'd like to to emphasize, and I think we've already touched upon this a little little bit. In and amongst all the clutter of content that's out there, how are brands going to, you know, engage with people? And, you know, uh, my my contention is the path to engagement is paved with purpose. And this really resonates. This example of upstanders really resonates with me for that reason. Um, and there's a quote that I use in my presentations about this. It's quoting um, Eli Pariser, the CEO of, of Upworthy, in which he says, you know, in order to stand out, you have to stand for something. And mm-hmm. I think that that's exactly, you know, what's represented here um, with this storytelling that Starbucks has, has, uh, has, has produced here at Upstanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Megan, earlier you said this isn't cause marketing, but I think that that's what's so fascinating about certainly what is happening as brands start to, using Joe's words, uh, take a, a leadership role in sharing, you know, uh, connecting with people through values-based content. Um, it's going to shift the way that um, not only brands, you know, begin to believe they have to um, uh, uh, represent themselves to, to um, you know, their constituents, customers, et cetera, but I think it's going to really dra- dramatically alter the approach. And, and I think it raises some really interesting questions for sort of the, the existing cause marketing framework. Um, right. I think it offers a huge amount of opportunity. Yeah. But it also – because the one thing I, I believe, and this is kind of like the origin point of our company, is it actually makes for an even stronger reason to actually have brand and nonprofit partnerships working together because – the content that they can produce together um, uh, now using this, for example, upstanders as the example, um, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunities are just, uh, you know, amazing when you begin to contemplate it. What do you think, Russell, when you see something like this? And, you know, of course, a lot of businesses, a lot of nonprofits look at this and say, Joe, no kidding. I mean, it's Starbucks. I mean, look what the, you know, I go and pick up my Starbucks today and the cup has upstander on it. You know, they know how to do promotion. They obviously have all their stores and associates to promote the program and stuff like that. And, you know, they have this guy from the Washington Post who's really involved in the project that worked on it with Howard Schultz. But what can like the smallest nonprofit or the smallest business learn from this program? What nugget can they take away and say, you know, is it, you know, focusing on purpose, which I think is is really important. Is it the power of video? 
which I think is really powerful, Russell. You know, in terms of like, is that a, is that an avenue that we should be focusing on? I don't think right now at this moment in this conversation, the 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 focus is on the actual asset. Mm-hmm. It does, you know, they this happens to be done in video, but you know, there could have been an equally compelling way that they maybe could have done it in some other assets, uh, uh, you know, print, what have you. Right. Um, I think the bigger question is whether or not brands are ready to do, as we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in, uh, stand out by standing up for something. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the far more important question than, is it better to do it in, in, in video or not? Because right. once you once you get past that 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 point of yes, we absolutely want to step into in, into this. We want to play at this level, at mm-hmm. this game, what have you. Then you know, depending on what the desired outcomes are, you can choose pick and choose which asset's going to be the best. And you know, from that so then from that point of view, Joe, yes, uh, you know, video storytelling is 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 absolutely particularly in this case. Uh, quality visual uh, video story ten like like we have here with upstanders it's it's kind of like a no brainer mm. and and here's what I would say you know as a part of what you're starting to ask with that question yes it is Starbucks but I'm looking at the the you know I've got the page open on on my uh, other computer here mm-hmm. the home page for this there's um two four six eight ten you know as you said three to four to five minute um, videos uh, on a single page website. Um, using uh, what looks to be, you know, a cloud-based uh, 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 user-generated content solution called Photician. Um, everything that I see right here is within reach of even quite possibly some of the smallest nonprofits who might be listening to this. Right, right. right. This, wanna- is not, this is not a really expensive thing to do, particularly given what your potential um, outcomes are from it. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to, to hear both of your opinions about if you are a nonprofit, let's say you are a veterans nonprofit, because we know there's a warrior workout video in here. What mm-hmm. would you do to kind of cause Jack this Starbucks upstanders? Cause there's not, you don't see, I don't think there are any nonprofits really featured in these stories, which you know, I'm sure it was done by design. They were looking for individuals to promote as upstanders. But what would you do, Russell and Joe, if you were a nonprofit that happened to have some sort of loose tie to one of these campaigns? What would you do to kind of cause jacket? Well, you know, it's interesting you should mention that, Megan, because um, I was at Georgetown last week with the New Strategies Program, and there were a couple veterans' causes there, and they were talking about this very thing. And mm-hmm. what they wanted to do was to produce their own video along the same lines with the emphasis. You know, see, this is kind of a new a new thought process for nonprofits, too, where they actually make the donor or the supporter the hero. And, you know, so getting away from talking so much about the organization and really profiling the superstars. And, of course, the other thing that uh, these two groups came back to me and said is, do you know someone at Starbucks we can call so we can be in the next round of videos? (laughs) Oh, yeah, no problem. Let me just Yeah, that's right. You know, but I think there is an opportunity, even using some of the same language around these campaigns, uh, to to craft our own things that are extremely donor-supporter-centric and talking about the 
power of the individual because you know we said this once that you know the uh, you know the mass media used to have the the brand power now the brand power is in the masses uh, because they have a lot of the control in terms of social technology and all the other things that we use what do you think about that russell I just recently did a webinar for Cause Marketing Forum with with Megan, and it was about the essentials of content marketing. And one of the things that we talked about as an essential is the building of your um, subscriber base. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, in answer to Megan's you know question, how do you you what did you say, Cause Jack? Yeah, Yeah, Cause Jack. So instead 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 of news jacking, we're cause jacking. You know, Um, (laughs) and we'll actually put a we actually had an episode on this, uh, Russell and Megan, and I'll put this in the show notes too. And it had to do with the Goodyear blimp. Do you remember that one, Megan? I do. Yeah, and we had a rapper and stuff like that, and they had a lot of fun around it. They also raised some money for good causes. Yeah, but we're talking about cause jacking. Well, and, and so, you know, from my point of view, um, and this is this is what I consider that that ideal um, uh, sort of Venn diagram of brand and cause and content marketing is at that that intersection of those three. You have great storytelling and and uh, this upstanders uh, example by Starbucks um, is, a, is, is a good example. The one thing they don't have, at least judging by what we can see, is any nonprofit um, partner in this. If they mm-hmm. did. You know, for example, one of the things that would be really valuable to that nonprofit bar, uh, partner in the context of content marketing for nonprofits, content marketing for causes, is to empower the signups they already have on this page to also be part of building that nonprofit's mm. um, subscriber base. Right. And um, one of the other themes that, w- that w- was really, really strong, and this is more on the overall sort of strategic imperative of content marketing, that um, after you know six years of content marketing world, um, the, 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 the theme that, that Joe in particular was really um, hitting hard on was, you know, either go big or go home, yeah. uh, or there was a Star Wars theme. And so he was sort of channeling um, you know, sort of the Yoda philosophy of do or do not, there is no try. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, in that, in, and in that context, I think what's really important for this audience to, to bear in mind is that content marketing is a practice and a workflow that is, you know, you will only succeed at if you really commit to it. And, and I think that this audience in particular, especially the nonprofit side of the equation, is that um, they now have the ability as brands become more aware of the value of this kind of content for, for building uh, 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 followings to the brand and uh, through empathy, et cetera, not better case than ever to go to brands and say, hey, we have some of the great story, best stories, and this is how that's our right. stories yeah. um, can, can, can align with you know, your brand. Now, that's been, like, that's been fundamental since forever, right, right. with cause right. marketing. Right. What's, what's changed is this content game, yeah. and content is the way that you can, um, that, you know, that you can realize and visualize the, the cause marketing relationships between brands and, 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 and nonprofits in and- ways unlike could do before. And Russell, this is my point a lot of times with with nonprofit marketers though is years ago uh, brands would use the type of content that nonprofits created because it was the only type of content out there. But the thing mm-hmm. now is that brands are creating their own content and you know what? Yep. Not surprisingly, they're damn good at it. 
And this is a real challenge. This is a real challenge for nonprofits because my feeling is, Russell, is that if nonprofits don't take up their game, for-profits are going to fill in that space and we're going to see more cause initiatives and fewer nonprofit partnerships because of it. Well, and in the partnership scenario, the one thing that, that you know, nonprofits can do um, at this stage of this sort of evolution in this is they can represent the the um, basically um, they can represent the people who may be the focus of the story more credibly than the brands when trying to gain access to stories. Right. So I think that's another aspect of of the power of the partnership. That's certainly something that we we saw you know 16 years ago when we when we started our our company when 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 we were going out to say yeah we want to do this environmental story telling uh, about, you know, the Sonoran Desert or about, you know, Monteverde in Costa Rica or Palmyra Toll out in the ocean. You know, it was really powerful that, you know, we certainly had the funding that came from Epson, mm -hmm. but the credibility that um, gained, gave us access to these places because we we're aligned with a nonprofit was, um, was, was, was invaluable. It was, it was as valuable as the, as the, as the funding, um, in, 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 in some cases. And Russell, so, you know, one of the things right. I really loved, I love the fact, Megan, that Russell talked about subscribers. And you mm -hmm. know what's so interesting? I was at New Strategies last week, and before we got started, we talked to people about how good of a job, if they were doing it at all, in recruiting subscribers for their nonprofit mm. as opposed to always going after donations first. And do you know, Russell and Megan, there wasn't one nonprofit in that room that was prioritizing subscribers really? as donors. Yep. And, and, you know, the whole idea is, Russell, and what you get, Russell, is that that's how you start a relationship with someone. That's how you get them engaged by sharing your story and about talking about things that are of mutual interest to the two of you. And that's the road to bigger and better donations. It, it is. As long as you uphold the promise that the that the content that you reach out to share through, you know, that email list is truly content that matters. That's right. Um, yeah. if, if it, and, and we're, we're working on this in real time with, with, uh, a couple of our, our nonprofit, you know, partners right now who, you know, honestly, one, um, in particular, we've had a relationship for, with them for gosh, more than eight years. Um, and, 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 you know, they've done aspects of, of all of this during our relationship with them. But it's like this year that it is all really, truly starting to come together. And that's why I uh, that's why I say, like, even even when I compared like last year, content marketing world being different than this year, content marketing world, we're already we're we're starting to see evidence of change, even with like our existing customers, um, nonprofit customers in terms of their acceptance and their level of sort of like getting that integration mm -hmm. of of great storytelling, uh, great content marketing technology solutions that help you not only capture the subscriber base, but actually, you know, really, um, uh, uh, you know, through this, through say the CRM, et cetera, start to really understand and know mm -hmm. your constituents better. And, 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 and what we're working on, so much of that is all based on the, the content strategy that we're putting together. And I'd like to point out in context, um, in that context, that one of the things that we haven't touched upon related to upstanders um, 
is that below the videos it says show your support, be an upstander, mm-hmm. and they use this. They use the That's language. That's a great of, point. Yep. They use language of movement building in here. It says use petition to post a photo of yourself and join a movement of people determined to make positive change, mm-hmm. and and um, the we could almost do another session on just like movement building through content strategy and content marketing. But there's evidence that the more brands begin to actually understand and, and, and embrace the idea of movement building, um, the more, um, the, the more intense and deep the levels of like relationships and engagement they can develop with customers and, and, and prospects. And, and, um, the, uh, the REI, uh, hashtag, mm-hmm. uh, get outside campaign. Yeah. Did I just yeah. say that right? Yeah. Oh, um, was it opt yeah. outside? Was it opt outside? Opt outside. Yeah. I mean, right. opt outside, um, is a great, great, fantastic, uh, example of, of, of movement building. And I even used, um, the, in, in last week's presentation, uh, uh, the, um, uh, the small business Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. a campaign that now has been running for, um, let's see how many years was as it's, a, it's in a six year and it started, uh, with American express in response to the, you know, the, the, the economic crash in 2008, uh, you know, in, in, in essentially, uh, an answer to the question, what's our purpose? We need to, you know, do what we can to boost small businesses and pro- by promoting, small business, um, Saturday, they've actually created a movement and, uh, that now exists across communities across the United States of small towns getting together to promote the Saturday after Thanksgiving to be a small business Saturday. Mm. Yep. yep. Well, absolutely. I, I think we definitely need to have you back on to talk about building movements. Cause you're right. That's a whole separate conversation and we could talk to you all day. So that's for sure. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much yeah, for joining good. us. I know this that's is right. great. Hey, Russell, Russell I, I, I should ask you too, and we can put this in the show notes, but no problem if you don't have it is your presentation mm-hmm. from CMM world is that online? Is that on SlideShare? Um, it is on SlideShare. There's actually, if you go to FusionSpark.com to the blog, um, it currently is the most recent blog post. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, I think it's well, the we'll most include recent. we'll include a link to that because I'm sure our audience would love to see that. Absolutely. Yeah, it has it has the slide deck and all of the. Um, uh, oh no, it's the second most recent. So it's called Purpose Focused Content Marketing, Content Marketing World 2016. It has my deck. It has pre-prepared tweets of sort of all the highlight points from the presentation. It has our eight principles of um, purpose focused content marketing, and then it also has a bunch of links to resources that I've used to pull together our, our thoughts and opinions on this. Excellent. Anywhere yeah. else you want people to try to find you online other than FusionSpark.com, Russell? Uh, the URL and then, um, uh, you know, Twitter is at FusionSpark. And then for me personally, um, just look me up on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with anybody interested in this topic on LinkedIn. Awesome. And we will include that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Joe, how about you? Where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me at selfishgiving.com. Make sure to sign up for my email newsletter and get seven key uh, cause marketing graphics. Also on Twitter at Joe Waters and of course, Pinterest. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for the cause marketing forum at TweetCMF. And show notes for today will be at causeupdate.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And we want to also remind you to subscribe to the podcast in Please. iTunes. While yes. you're there, leave us a review. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think about the show, what other topics you want to hear about. And thanks so much for tuning in. On behalf of Russell and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you. And we'll talk to you next time. 